Live from ClickOrlando.com, this is News 6 at... This is a News 6 Plus takeover. Here now is Chief Meteorologist Tom Sorrells with Talk to Tom. Sponsored by Greenway Dodge. Fishing is popular here in Florida, but do you know what is biting and when? Coming up, the best place to throw your hook in the water. I'll be talking to a charter boat captain who's been working our local waterways for years. But first, as I do every week here, we answer your weather questions on Talk to Tom. Thank you for joining us. I am Chief Meteorologist Tom Sorrells from the powerful WKMG right here at News 6. To submit a question to us, just go to clickorlando.com forward slash talk to Tom. Ask anything about anything. If I don't like a question, I just won't answer it. Feel free to ask about anything, really. All right, our first question today comes to us from our friend Andrea. Andrea asks, why does the weather in Florida change so rapidly, sunny one moment, then rainy the next, compared to other parts of the country? Okay, Andrea, here's the deal. Uh, it's about the same. I know you feel like it changes more rapidly here than any other place in the country. They have that saying that if you don't like the weather, hang out a few minutes, it'll change. I, I grew up in Middle Tennessee. I was born in Nashville and grew up right there in Robertson County. And everyone complained constantly about four seasons in one day. Tennessee weather, they would say, if you don't like it, hang out. It'll change in a moment. I ended up living in Kentucky, South Carolina, Ohio, and Michigan. And I'm telling you, every one of those states had the same saying. They do. The old timers, there was, that's ah, Michigan weather for you. Just hang out a little while. It'll change. Yeah, it does. The weather does change. Sometimes we get locked into like hot weather for months on end. And it doesn't change rapidly at all. But I think what you're alluding to, to rapid change, probably is, again, our afternoon storms during the mean season. Between about the end of May, first week of June, all the way until the end of October, we have thunderstorms somewhere in central Florida just about every day because of our sea breeze action. Colliding sea breeze is bringing us rapid change. You have a beautiful day going, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, here comes the squall line, and 30 minutes later... It's done, it's through, and the rest of your night is fine. That's largely a sea breeze interaction that's doing that to you. All right, next question. Colleen Bowen, what causes a rainbow during a storm? Well, Colleen, that is the sunshine being prismed through through raindrops. Um, I had I raised we raised our niece Millie, and I would always say, you know, the water droplets act as a prism, and she would be like, Yeah, but nobody ever tells me how a prism works. And unfortunately, I still can't. When the sunlight, when the light hits the prism, the prism splits it into different sections of the color of the palette. I really can't scientifically explain that, nor can I explain to you how that the crystals in the water and the droplets refract the light and split it like a prism. Yeah, it behaves like a prism, but that's hard to explain. So that's what's going on. That's how it causes the rainbow. The sunlight coming through the rain droplets and the droplets reflecting the light at a 90 degree angle makes it do that arc. And so you'll see half the circle because the circle hits the land. It would be a perfect circle if it had enough room. There you go. All right. Victoria French wants to know, do high pressure systems guide the hurricanes and how do they do it? Oh, well, it's not just high pressure. It's mostly upper air wind and surface wind together that will guide any hurricane. We have hurricanes that become cutoff lows. 
and just sit in place. Sometimes hurricanes really affect their environment a lot, and sometimes they get pushed around a lot. When I used to go speak to students in uh, elementary schools, I would talk to them about being down by the creek. I'm like, you take a big log and you throw it into the creek. And when it first goes in the creek, boom, it hits, it comes up and sits there for a minute. And then eventually as it's bobbing up and down, the creek will eventually push it along. And that's kind of what happens to a hurricane. Hurricanes are big systems that start. And once they get their act together, they start to become a big thing. Sometimes they're big enough that the creek can't push them just yet. But then eventually they get picked up by the upper airflow and the surface flow and pushed along. Much of our hurricane activity comes into the Atlantic, hits the ridge of high pressure and goes under it. The Bermuda Hyde, it's there every summer and almost always there over the Atlantic. That steers a lot of those hurricanes either south or west, 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 and then draws them up into the Gulf or draws them up well east of our east coast or sometimes drills them right into our state. So that's how the high pressure sits there, establishes airflow, and then when the hurricane forms, it hits that airflow that river of current of air, and is streamed along. That's how that normally happens. All right, next. James wants to know about full moons. Do full moons cause a high tide? Yes, they do. They do. The moon and the sun together affect our tides a great deal. And so when you get a full moon, the moon is full on facing, and is normally right between, somewhere between the earth and the sun. So you see the whole lit side of the moon. And when it's that, much of the moon facing us that close to us and it's pulling with the sun. That's called a spring tide. Okay. When you get a full moon or a new moon, spring tide. And those are pretty high, large tides that do happen. Sometimes if the moon is really close to the earth and you get a spring tide, it's full and it's close to the earth, you get what is called a perigene moon, a perigene tide. And that's a bigger high tide than your normal high tide or a spring tide. A perigee high tide and a spring tide together. Some folks refer to that as a king tide, even though king tide's not really, that's not really a meteorological term. That's a regional kind of Southeastern thing, king tide. All right, next question comes to us from our friend, Karen. Karen wants to know, can you explain the fronts on a weather map? I know the blue is cold and red is hot. Good, Karen, you're off to a good start. But what are the solid and broken yellow lines and what does it mean when the line is both blue and red? Okay, Karen, I figured I would go ahead and do something we don't normally do on Talk to Tom and answer this one from the studio and do a little show and tell for you. Okay, Karen, she says she knows what a cold front looks like. There you go. There's the cold front right there. It's blue with the little points. All right. When you see red and blue together, that is where a warm front or a cold front has gone stationary. So in this particular situation, stationary front here, Everything to the north would be kind of cool. Everything to the south would be warm, but it would not be moving. It would have probably been a cold front that came here and stalled, and now is meandering. So that's a stationary front. What you're talking about when you're talking about dotted lines, like this one right here, they can be yellow, or sometimes we put them on there as black, and that's what we've done today. That's called a trough, like an area of low pressure, a trough lying right across the state of Florida. Happens sometimes just off the east coast, you'll see it trothiness, or we'll put a dot, dot, dot down through here when we have a trough of low pressure building in the Gulf of Mexico. There you go. I hope you understand now. Cold front, stationary front, trough of low pressure. Thank you for submitting your questions. Remember to join the conversation. Just go to clickorlando.com slash talk to Tom. And stick around as a local charter boat captain reveals some of the best places to go fishing and what's biting right now.
Today, we're taking Talk to Tom on the water. During a recent episode, we talked about great white sharks heading to Florida. And charter boat captain Big Al responded to our show on YouTube, saying he's been seeing some sharks in the water, too. All right, I'm sitting right now inside the WKMG News 6 news room, but Big Al is out there on the water. Hey, welcome to Talk to Tom, Big Al. How are you today? Very good. Thank you, sir. All right, let's talk about how you got that name, first of all. They call you Big Al, or is it Chief Big Al? Just Big Al? It's just Big Big Al. Al. I'm just a huge man, pretty much how I got that. (laughs) Five, six, 50 pounds. Five, six? Yeah, okay. Okay. I think... (laughs) You know, I use my, uh, at home, I call myself Big Daddy Tom. I think I'm actually bigger than you. I think I would be Big Daddy Tom around you. That's great. That's great. That's great. All right, let's talk about fishing. Obviously, uh, you're on the water right now. Talk to us about what people are catching in November and December. What's running? What do we, if we go out on a charter with you, what will we find? What will we catch? Well, I can tell you our lagoon is coming back to life. I haven't been able to fish down there in a couple of years because it got so slow. You know, the fishing with the, the brown allergy bloom we had, but we have new grass and uh, the redfish, the trout, snook, all three of those are around. I'd say the last three weeks, I probably caught 80 redfish fishing on those flats. And for me, it's the fishing I love. It's the fishing I've done my whole life. Okay, let's talk about the redfish. What is redfish season? I always screw this up. There's a time when you can catch them and a time when you can't, right? You have to release them. What, what are the times well, of the year? Tom, I can tell you that September 1st, 2022, the FWC made a new law. No one's allowed to keep redfish from that 44 bridge that goes over to New Smyrna Beach mm-hmm. for 100 miles south of this coast. Oh, wow. And yes. So no one's allowed to keep them at any time, but we go out and catch them and let them go, you know, and it's just for the sport of it. Okay, so it's changed. See, I, I didn't even know that. I knew yeah. there was a time when you could fish them and a time when you could not. Now, you can fish them, but you got to let them go. It's all for fun. Okay, okay. We've got a few pictures of the fish that uh, the big fish people on your charters catch. These things look pretty big to me. How how big? They look they're holding them up with two hands. That's a big fish yeah. right there, man. Yo, we catch those light tackles, so it's so fun. You know, big, big smiles. They're all real. Okay, how long does it take to reel one of those in? How long will they be biting? Are they going to run for the next month or two, those kind of fish? They'll or- bite all you know, from here on. Really, our lagoon is coming back to life with that grass and stuff. Yeah. And I'm able to just keep pulling them. You know, and our trout, they'll be back in season January 1st. And uh, I get some really big trout come January. All right, without giving me away your secrets here, I don't want you to go, you know, and tell everybody everything. But where's a good spot? If someone's not able to catch one of your charters, where's a good spot to go catch a fish that size? I mean, because it's knowing where they are or where they hang out, I think, helps a lot. Yeah, and then really, like I sent you those pictures. <laughs> Some of those days, I fished in 14 different spots to catch those fish. Wow. You know, we'll sit there for, for 15 minutes. Nothing happens. We're on to the next one. But if you're fishing from land, I would say the South Bridge in New Smyrna Beach or the North Bridge. Up underneath those bridges, they catch a lot of fish. Okay, you're rocking right now. You're on your boat, aren't you, Big Al? I am. In the killing boat. me. There's, there's boats. There, look, there's boats. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. 
That is awesome. Yeah. Hey, let's talk about different seasonal fish. Obviously, you said the redfish you can catch year-round as long as you catch and release. Are there certain fish that we go looking for in the spring versus winter? Well, yes. You know, those uh, those those trout, January 1st, I know that's not spring, but, mm-hmm. you know, that's through the winter there, and it lasts into the spring. Mm-hmm. But we have, look, today we caught mangrove snapper, black drum, whiting, sheephead, ladyfish, redfish, trout, one snook. And we we caught all those today, you know, so things are getting better here. Okay, talk to me about uh, all the fish you just named. Do you fish them all in the same spots, just all over the lagoon? Or do you have special spots for special fish? Like when I was a boy and I would fish Cartwright's Pond back home in Tennessee, I had a spot where I knew the catfish were at the bottom down there. You catch those. You, you catch your brim okay. over on the right-hand shallower sides. Uh, knowing the lagoon the way you do, do you fish all parts of the lagoon for a certain kind of fish or just all over? I'm curious about exactly. that. that. That is exactly what I do. Like, I fish down in the flats where the grass is for those mm-hmm. redfish, trout, and snook. But up in Edgewater, where I'm at now, I'll fish a lot of holes in these backwaters and pull every kind of fish in this river out of there. And those are holes that, you know, a lot of people don't know about. I've just been here so long. I know where to go and, and what I can, you know, expect out of there. Okay, so you charter this now for a living. I, I know talking to you off the air that you used to hang drywall for a living. And that's really hard work. Um, the fishing has got to be more fun for you. You feel like you've made it. You're fishing for a living now. Um, how can people get on the charter? What can they expect? Well, all you got to do is look me up on Google, Big Al's Inshore Charter Service, and I have the biggest flats boat in our county. Uh, it's a 25-foot Carolina skiff that floats with seven people on it and 10 inches of water. And sometimes we're moving up in that 10 inches of water to get those fish. Okay, suppose I come out one day and we want to go, what what could I expect? What kind of day would we be looking at? What time do you start and what happens on your ter- on your charter? Well, me, I, I like to start at 8 and go to 12. That's my half day. And my full day is 6 hours. But, you know, starting at 8 is good. I don't I don't want people to have to get up at 5 o'clock in the morning and stuff like that. You know what I mean? And rush around. This is all about having fun. And uh, I make it as fun as it can be. And, you know, you talked about the drywall. This job has made me a nicer man, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> a Snickers wouldn't fix it after a day of hanging drywall, huh? Oh, my gosh. Oh, goodness gracious. Now, what they say about the drywall is it kept me tough. I'm strong as a son of a gun. Well, yeah, I, I was, I was builds you up big tough. You're hanging drywall. The sheetrock is not to be played with. It, take, it takes a, no. a lot of And then another it. thing, you know, I can have a frustrating day out here, and all I got to remember is hanging a ceiling, and I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Changes everything, doesn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That, that's real work, and people are still doing it every day of our lives, and, and they're working hard. If they could find a way to make money fishing— I feel like they probably would, but I think you cornered that. Uh, well, real quick, can you show me around the boat without losing your balance or without losing your signal? Yeah, Give yeah. me an idea of what it looks like. Yeah. Hold on one sec. I'll, I'll come out of it and shoot back at it. All right. Oh, wow. It's pretty. I can see the top of it already. Nice. Now, Big Al, you said that's a 25-footer? 25-foot Carolina skip, and it's the only one over here that's chartered. Okay, if someone's coming, do they have to bring their own poles, or do you have all that stuff lined up? No, I supply everything, including the fishing license. 
All right, let's talk about how much it costs to go on a charter. If you want to bring a family of four out there or something, you want to go on the charter, what is it, a per person? Or is it a per day thing? Or what do you do? Well, I charge for three people. I take three people on a half-day trip, 450 And $50 more a person, up to six people. All right, so really, that's 600 bucks. That's only $100 a piece. And you can't have that kind of fun in Florida for that little bit of money. <laughs> for $100, that's true, in many ways. All right. That is Big Al with Inshore Charter. Thank you so much, Big Al. It was wonderful to talk to you here on Talk to Tom. Remember, you can get in on the conversation here on Talk to Tom by going to clickorlator.com forward slash talk to Tom. Download the podcast from wherever you listen to podcasts and watch anytime right here on News 6 Plus. And while you're on News 6 Plus, make sure to check out all the other episodes of Talk to Tom, like this one about sea turtles. And it's going to look kind of silly because I'm going to put this little turtle in a burrito wrap. (laughs) Because I want the turtle to sit up for this. And I'm going to use my hands and use this tube. And we're using something called sulprophate. And it looks a lot like Pepto-Bismol for turtles and other animals. But we're going to go ahead and put it in the tube. Oh, it's going in the tube right into it. I'm not forcing it. It's going right into the tube. (laughs) Okay. And this should help Opal to, um, it'll coat Opal's stomach a little bit. Yeah. But I want Opal to be all the way up. I push just a little bit of air through there to let it go through. And now we're going to let Opal kind of sit up and let the gravity do some work. And check out this one about how sharks can predict hurricanes. They basically detect the fall in barometric pressure that is transmitted down through the water column. And they get out of shallow areas knowing that a storm is about to turn their habitat upside down. So it's a fascinating wow. thing. It's, a, it's, it's how they survive these smaller sharks. The bigger ones, not so important. They, they go deep, uh, but they can ride things out close to shore. But the little ones that are in shallow areas, they know can when a storm is coming and they get out of harm's way. In this episode about how our very own Candace Campos lost her home to a hurricane when she was just a child. When I finally fell asleep, I found out, interviewing them for a story I did on ClickOrlando.com, they actually said goodbye to each other. They um, prayed that I would fall asleep, and if, God forbid, something happened, I wouldn't feel it. And I didn't realize that they officially said their goodbyes, and, you know, it makes me sad to know that they did that. But thankfully, everybody was okay, and our safe room saved our lives because you opened up that door, it looked... There was no more home. It was gone. Uh, Furniture was wrapped around siding from neighborhood, from a house blocks away. Uh, We had a boat in our front yard. I mean, we had no roof. We had no toys. Everything that I owned, everything my parents owned was was gone unless it was in that small half bath. Man, that story kills me. The part of them sitting there, backs against the wall to hold it up, back against the door to keep it in. Baby Candace trying to go to sleep and saying goodbye. That's, it makes Crazy. me want to cry. I can only imagine yeah. what it does to you. It makes yeah, it no, really, it, I can it, feel it welling up in me right now. That's such an yeah. emotional picture for me. That, you know, having kids, you have kids now. You can just, yeah. I, I really can't imagine what that must have been. No, I mean, and that's why I still, I mean, my parents are the ones who watch my kids when I'm here during hurricane season because my husband's a firefighter. So he's also working during hurricane. So if there's two people that I know, uh, know how to make a safe room and, and, and survive a hurricane. It's my parents. Watch every episode of Talk to Tom for free on the new 6 Plus app. 
Just download it on your smart TV to get started.